Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor. I, I think I've been absent for the last three. I know, I think you've been gone for a bit. I made I, I made a specific like thing in my schedule today. It was like, I need to be here for yes. this. So I, I like made, I was like, okay. Because the other times I, there were just random things that had come up like schedule-wise, but I, today I was like, There's, I'm not missing it. Exactly. The intros just weren't the same without you. So glad to have you back. How have you been? Great. You know what? I spent a majority of the weekend searching for pastel clothing because I have to go to the, oh, it's Michael Lauren's baby shower this weekend. And this specifically state that you need to have pastel clothing and I don't have any pastel clothing. So I was searching for that. And it's not really as common as you would think. So I was like going around to different places. Like it's only thing I could find was pink. Especially in LA because it's just that's not people wear black and that's it and it's not Easter so you can't find pastels anywhere it neons in I know and then isn't there it, again I, I'm not the most fashion forward person as far as like overall aesthetics of fashion and isn't something is aren't you not supposed to wear white over Labor Day so that's why I was like I if even if I find a color what pants am I supposed to wear supposedly you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day but like I don't think anyone really follows that. So I think you'd be fine. Okay, well, because I'm definitely going to be wearing white pants. Yeah, you're going to have to. I mean, I don't think that that's a really big deal. I've never personally followed it. I just got new white pants and a new white skirt. So I think it's fine. Perfect. See, if we're going to break the rules, we'll, I'm I'm going to do it. We'll do it collectively. Exactly, exactly. Um, I walked into the studio tonight. I'm wearing my Aritzia, the boyfriend hoodie that I'm obsessed with. And it's like bright, bright neon green yellow. And I literally, Taylor, I don't even think about the fact that I'm wearing this. And then I'm like, oh, everyone just kind of like looks at you because you are the brightest thing in the room. Like it's really next level. And I just really feel myself, you know? It's a, what is it called? It's a, sta- I think they call it a statement piece. Oh, it's my, it's for sure a statement piece. Absolutely. I love it though. Those color, the color is, it, it pops is like an understatement. It is, it's phenomenal. Oh my gosh. No, I have matching sweats to it too. So last week I wore a full sweatsuit in this color. To okay. class. I'm all about it. I, yeah. I think it would be, even if it was like a, a neat, like that exact like brightness, but with like the pink would be good. Yeah. And what's another one? Like the orange. But oh, I love those colors. There you go. Yeah. See, Neon Zen, I need to get go back to Aritzia and get like every single color of this hoodie. I was telling Taylor, it's kind of an issue because I can't really wear this every single day, even though I would, because it's very obvious. But if it was black, it wouldn't be as obvious that I'm wearing it every day, you know? Yeah. It's because it's the same. It's when it's something so noticeable it's hard to kind of go unnoticed in any regard. So it's even if it's like lighter shades, people are just going to assume it's the same color because once you get to that brightness, it's it's all bright. Exactly. And people remember that, you know? I've also done a lot of shopping lately. I've officially cut myself off. I bought two new bags, a brand new vlog camera, which this vlog camera has changed my life. I filmed so many videos since. Everything looks better. I got two new bags. Pretty much a new wardrobe. I just really, I, I'm someone who does not spend money on myself, but I will, like once I start, it'll be like once a year, I'll have like a three week spending spree. And I really just purchased every single thing that I needed. I got new rugs, like, but the good news is that there's more content. With the new rugs, I'm finally doing my office tour. With the new bags, there's really nothing. Um, I feel like I just dress up more and I take more photos for Instagram. So that's really it. And my vlogs, the videos are just better. So at least they're all investments. But I've really gone um, really above and beyond when it comes to shopping, you know? Here's an important question. You said that you got the camera. Now, when you bought the camera, did you get a warranty or an extended warranty with them? Um, I got it on Amazon, so yeah, it comes with a warranty. But did you get the extended warranty? I don't know why you did sh- I need to. You should always get them, specifically when it comes to electronics, because 
I think you can use their, their for like the value. I, this is for ever anybody buying anything like electronic wise. I think there's a thing on Amazon. It's like I think Square Trade is what it's called, and I think you can get about a two to four year extended warranty with like no questions asked. For I think it ranges to honestly, I think the most expensive is maybe like fifty or sixty bucks. You get about two to four years of warranty protection. And it's oh, I'm going to do So that. I recommend doing it if you haven't yet. You should. I think you can buy it within. I want to say 60 days of the original purchase. I could be wrong. Maybe it's 30, but I definitely recommend it. Oh, no, I'm for sure going to do that. That's going to really be great. I went through my last G7X. I had a warranty on it. I think I went through like three or four actual cameras. One, those cameras honestly are not the best. They just fall apart. Yes, I'm a little bit reckless with mine, but like it was just my camera was like trashed. I mean, it still is like a good camera, but there's just a lot of issues with it. And so I was kind of just over it. But I did get it replaced like four times, basically. I mean, not for free because it's under warranty, but under warranty. So that was good. So I need to do that with this camera. You just you honestly never know. It's it's always that thing where you buy it. And then right after like the standard warranty is passed, it craps out. And then you have essentially not, something you can't even use. Yeah, exactly. The past week and a half, pretty much, I've had friends in town. Keen was in town. And then my best friend from home, Maddie, came to town. We recorded an episode, too. So that'll be great. Um, and it was really incredible and so much fun. But I feel like now I'm back to reality. And it's all really hitting me very hard. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have so much stuff to do. And so many videos to edit that I just want to, like, crawl in a dark room and just go on my laptop for 16 hours. But I literally have no time to do that ever. So it's really a little bit stressful right now, but it was a really great week and a half, you know? I think my issue, or I don't really know if this is an issue, but whenever friends come home from home to visit me here, then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm homesick and I just want to go home, which I'm not really homesick, but I'm just really excited for the holidays. I'm going home for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, as always. And I'm just ready. I'm in the holiday spirit. I'm really, it's senior year. It's, I love my program, I really do, but I'm just like really ready to just be working full time again and be done with school. Like if I have to write another, I, I would never wanna write another paper again. I never wanna do any of these dumb assignments. I'm over it. I need to graduate and just be done and just travel and go back to work. I feel like this is a normal thing. I feel like everyone feels this at any given point, but especially senior year, and it's really hitting me hard this week. One thing I will say though about school and like doing papers and like not and not so much exams or projects or anything is I do somewhat miss it because it it does throw it's almost as if they're like these strange activities that kind of break up your like creative flow and they help you you get to learn new things and kind of practice kind of habits that you normally don't do and I think there are sometimes the the like the skill is lost over time so I I think you you always say that now, and I've said the same thing, but then as time goes on, you may think back and go, I, I miss those. Oh, no, I know I'm saying all this, and I'll for sure miss it. Last year, I was like, I never want to graduate because I love my program so much, and I love the creative break it gives me. Like, it doesn't, I I don't get bored of YouTube. Not that I get bored of it, but it doesn't become, like, I don't know. It's nice to have a break from anything. I feel like you do better when you have something else outside of it, which is why I'm very adamant on there needs to be something else post-graduation. They've got to figure it out to add on to Kenzie with stuff, basically, or something outside of that. I don't really know what it is because it has been really great having a break outside of it. But now I'm finally to the point where like a year ago, I was like, oh my gosh, I never want to graduate. I'm terrified of like actually going back into the real world, quote unquote, because college is kind of like this weird cushion. Even though I... Don't have a weird cushion from it because I'm not like a normal college student living on campus or in a dorm or like even my program's not normal. But just by being a student, for some reason, there is this like weird cushion thing in your mind, which is really nice. And so I really like that for the time being. But I'm really just like there's so many things that I want to do that I'm like so excited to do after graduation. And I don't want to wish away this year. Like I love my program. It's not that. It's just a school part. Um, but I'm really just trying. I'm hanging in there. You know, it's great. I love being there. It's not actually like my program. It's just the like academic part of it is like, I'm, you know, I'm over it. So that's where I'm at. Kenzie, Elizabeth, what would this be now? 3.0 or 4.0 essentially since it's four years and, and through that. And then wherever it goes next, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I have some ideas. So I guess we'll figure it out then. But today's episode is very exciting. It is with two of my great friends, Ethan and Sky. Sky has been on before. Actually, Taylor's favorite story or moment in this podcast was from the episode with Sky. Do you want to share that? Yeah. So she was telling, again, I don't know the episode number, but if you haven't listened to it, you should go back and listen because it's a great interview. And she's telling the her and her dad where it, it was a cycle class and her dad was 
or she was telling the story about her dad is like very very like colorful when he's when he's like riding the bike and he's going yeah like go sky like go sky go inside of a class with them with them assuming a lot of people in it so it's kind of it's like an embarrassing yet funny story and the way that she told it is very colorful so i i just find it amusing yeah, she's just hilarious. She's the best. So I'm really excited for this episode. This, oh my gosh, the day that I recorded this was honestly probably the worst day of my um, my year. It was really rough. I'm pretty sure I talked about it in the episode. You guys will hear. This was recorded, I think, like last week of August or something. So it is finally going up. Also, Sky has new music out that I, I will have linked down below, as always. She's the best. Even if I wasn't, like, great friends with Sky and adored her and look up to her and, like, she's just the best person I've ever known in my whole life, I would still say that she's, like, one of my favorite artists. I listen to her music, like, regularly. She's so talented and Ethan is so talented too when it comes to like anything creative like I don't even like giving either of them like a title because they're both just like like basically like creative masterminds anyways um we talk about a lot of things we talk about like relational social anxiety um just like the concept of being more than one thing saying no I don't know especially at this point in time late August this is the conversation that I needed to have so I hope you guys enjoy it this is a really really great episode and both of them just bring so much to the table and I love them both and they're just the absolute best. So I hope you guys enjoy. If you guys have not already, be sure to join our secret Facebook group. You guys do not want to miss out on that. It is so much fun. We are constantly chatting and talking in there. I was on there earlier today on my little lunch break that I gave myself in my office in my house. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get started. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh, Sky, I'm so glad you're back. Yay, round two, baby. And we have our newbie, Ethan, how do you feel? I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> Are you really? I'm like, I don't know what is going to be asked. I mean, People get really nervous about podcasts for some reason. Because it's live, sort no, of. No, it's not live. But it like... You can yeah. edit it. <laughs> This is being recorded. Clearly, yeah. on... I haven't done one before. <laughs> Guys, I think podcasts are sus because it's basically like the conversation you would have had with your homies. Imagine so many people, people listening. listening. To it. Yeah. And also, there's so many things that I've said on this podcast that I like don't even agree with now. I'm like, but that's <laughs> in so recording because I like change my mind about things all the time. 100%. It's so bad. Okay. So we're going to do a little background on yourself. Ethan, go first. I grew up in Washington, a little town called Puyallup, and I moved to L.A., two years ago actually a few days ago two years ago and now i'm here starving artist i guess (laughs) kind of not sort of not like not starving but yeah but like here right yeah here okay sky do you want to do a little refresh yeah i'm sky i'm a artist i make alternative r&b music with these two producers and myself in a little group called sky um ethan actually does majority of our creative so we're kind of like just a little quad of artistry here and um, we're working on an EP mm-hmm. and things are really going and it's so awesome. I have another episode of the sky. That's really good. That I'll have linked down below in the show notes. I say down below cause I'm so used to YouTube. Like I'm so annoying, <laughs> but down it's, in the, it's in, in the show notes, notes, which is almost more annoying. So yeah, we're going to do a little bit of hot seat really quickly. Oh. These are quick questions. You got it. Okay. My first one, this is my favorite one to ask best purchase you've made under $100 in the past six months. Okay, I have two. So one is a skincare product by Kodaly. It's not Kodaly. I thought it was Kodaly. French Kodaly. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like this like colic night cream. It works so wonders. Even. It's this really the good. Even thing I've ever heard. It's really good though. <laughs> and then the other thing are actually the pants I'm wearing right now. I got them off of a construction gear site for 15 bucks. What What are they? It, like, let know, me see them. like big blue on my butt. <laughs> so oh, they call but it literally blue. the website is construction <laughs> that's gear. the podcast com. title what's Con- it called construction gear.com wow <laughs> yeah. yeah actually okay They're sky great, mine's weird but it fits the question okay the question's weird so it is weird the exactly <laughs> exactly in like marchish i flew to morocco for 80 dollars what because there was a miles like a fun miles special on delta shout out delta forever sponsor me love you gold status uh, yeah. recent <laughs> love that but yeah dude morocco for 80 bucks i cannot believe that yeah it's way better than like mine. We, we basically were like we have to go like it's basically begging it's free we have to go wow yeah that i've literally never heard of that in my life right where is morocco africa i knew that yeah me too <laughs> 
Yep. Africa. It was, it was sick. Test. It was weird as testing you. It was really sick. <laughs> no, I'm like, um, <laughs> Google's it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, I don't know. Okay, on to our favorite topic, Casey Musgraves. Uh, Is there I, like a Casey Musgraves subject within every podcast? No, not in everyone, unfortunately. Just most Should of them. Be. Okay. Yeah, especially the ones that you're on. So I actually <laughs> went to the concert this weekend. I it was know. incredible. Number two. Favorite Casey <laughs> Musgraves song? Mm, so that was going to be a good one. Slow, yeah. slow burn or mother? Oh, mother, mother is truly beautiful. I did, yeah. I did not like that song for like the first like 10 listens. Okay, actually, album. I just want to give a little throwback to when I, oh, Joe and I America tried to get runs. Ethan into Casey Musgraves. This is true. Two years ago. And Literally. he hated her. Well, she had a very different sound then. No, no, this was new Casey Musgraves. Oh. So you told me to listen to Space Cowboy. Yeah, this was like actually the stuff you listen to now. Like, I do not like this. This is not good. And then I listened, what, yeah. probably a year later. It was at least six months later, yeah. Gosh, wow. Yeah, I love fan. this character development that we've seen over here. <laughs> I love that. All right, Sky, let's hear it. It kind of changes. The whole album is so good. At first, I was like, high horse or nothing. It's so good. Mm -hmm. But I honestly think Rainbow. I that love Rainbow. One. Yeah, I think, I'm going to say honestly, that's a good because, one for every single one. Yeah, we're like, you oh, and God, I so were in Vegas, and we, we listened, to the, whole listened album. to the whole album. Yeah, but we kept going. We replayed Rainbow like six times outside of a Chick-fil-A. That's true. <laughs> and like wow. the whole time, I was like, oh, this song is so amazing and well-written. Love this. Yeah, Probably. she's incredible. That, what's the one with Chrysalis? Because I know you freak out every time. You're like, how did you work Casey that Musgraves has a lyric that yeah, says the word chrysalis. It's like, till you got Brought me out of my chrysalis. And I'm yeah. like, you're joking me that you just, are you she serious? <laughs> she, did, she that. did that. You know what's really funny too? I just want to say, you guys know how I'm like jokingly, but not kidding, obsessed with Juicy Couture. Most of what, <laughs> most of what Casey wears is juicy. Like all of her She's stuff. She's kind of into that sweat. Yeah, suit. but well, not even, like a lot of her stuff on stage is actually juicy. Like what? they commission it for I'll show you. What? Like they like probably custom made it yeah. for her, but it's like Juicy Couture. Isn't that so funny? Wow. Maybe I, like I know. It then. No, you probably, <laughs> you probably do. do. You just don't realize it. Yeah, you That's the thing. Do. Okay. That's sick. Last question. Something you wish you knew at 20. How credit scores work. <laughs> That's a good one. How to sign a check. I actually don't really. I could probably get make. I could probably do it. What do you mean? Like, I don't really know what to do. Like when you're depositing one or when you're writing a check? I don't know. I get really anxious doing like the mm. most me small too, actually. things, like doing valet down there. I was like, oh my god, I was like sweating. Why? I don't know. Cool. <gasps> this is me. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I was telling Sky and Ethan how they're my best guest yet because I asked them what they wanted to talk about, and they gave. Yep, they're like really giving each other some looks <laughs> right now, and they gave me so many great topics. So this is a very chill, relaxed podcast, as we know. We just like chat and talk and it's not super like interviewee, whatever. So we just have a lot of topics that we're going to chat about. This is going to be great. I always had the best conversations with you guys. Even the 10 minutes that we were talking before this. Yeah. Guys, I've had a rough day. We're not very even rough. <laughs> very rough. Currently um, waiting for my car to get towed. But, you know, we'll talk about that and never, actually. actually <laughs> Literally, let's that. never talk about it. Okay, well, one thing that I think Sky brought up that I really loved was the concept of being both. And, like, you can be both. So Are Sky you can can no I have can be both. I have it in quotes from Sky okay oh wait because I'm yeah. actually curious for this too like I like the idea of it but I feel like I need a little bit more of like explanation yeah. I like the idea of it but I just like need to hear more so if you could share I would really appreciate it hot seat and go yeah actually <laughs> and go um, it's a thing I've actually been talking about for a minute but I don't know if it's ever been put as like into the box of being both like as a phrase everything's binary right like the mm -hmm. whole world is a is boxes and then you check those boxes right. and then that's the end of that i feel like the way that i got to where i am right now was two totally separate boxes and then just filling in the two parallel pathing these boxes yeah. until i hit two very different what i would like to imagine our peaks i guess okay. i don't often talk about this but like i have a day job right mm -hmm. and it's not really a day job it's it is still a passion project it's like a career like a mm -hmm. more traditional sense of a career yeah. simultaneously fully an artist right yeah so like 
I love the idea that someone can be fully an athlete and fully an artist at the same time or fully a businesswoman and fully a mother at the same time or fully a fashion designer and fully a photographer all at the same time, like just Mm -hmm. different lanes. It's very millennial in thinking, but to work in the environment I do work in, which is like very relational and like inspiring and storytelling and all this fun stuff like it's still fully a career and it's still fully in sports for me personally it's almost like by day i've got this job and then by night i have this artistry and like which one do you step forward with first is a whole other conversation like who i want to be seen as or what what destiny i'm manifesting is artistry but i'm still fully both right and even when i am an artist full 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 time and like i would assume the next year full f- vibes i don't know long time i'm like <laughs> no, i almost don't want to put that on record like what the time frame is I'll but like year. yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah i am fully that like i'll still have all the experience of like like i'll be able to walk into a marketing meeting and be like i'm truly know everything that you That's guys true. are talking yeah. about and like i fully understand social media because of this and i fully understand marketing because of this and no one's going to take advantage of my mind because mm-hmm. i've done my homework or like That's i'm like read true. up on even just being well-rounded someone yesterday just like kind of like laying out a whole like business plan being like no this is what you need to do this is what you need to do and that's not even necessarily the lane that you see yourself in forever but it's the fact that now you have that under your belt and it kind of like rolls over into the next passion or whatever you're doing yeah i'm like i don't have that i'm like i want to know how to sign a check (laughs) (laughs) we all have those things that like do some stuff like i still suck at mundane tasks i don't know i just think it's important that we're like allowing people to explore two very different experiences and then not even explore succeed in two very different experiences right be the best at this craft and be the best at this craft like you're not a jack of all trades or jane of all trades you're really just like you can really crush it at two very different things and i feel like people are like well like she's a mom so she could never yeah right or like oh you're spending way too much time doing this and it's taking away from this and you're kind of like no that they're parallel paths like me creatively serving my artistry outside of work is making me far more creative in work. So that's kind of like that soapbox that I will now step down from. (laughs) No, I love that. I feel like that has been something I've thought about in the past year, year and a half too, because I've put myself in a box of like, I have to do this. I want to do this. But then that means I can't do this. And that means I can't do that. And I'm like, I don't want to be like a one dimensional person like at all. I want to have like multiple career paths and multiple things that I'm doing. Not in the sense that I'm like not giving my 100%, but like I want to have things that are just different. I don't want to just do one thing, you know? I think it's great. Yeah, like that's just like not me. It just doesn't sound that fun. And like, you're just more evolved. Yeah. And I think that being good at one thing obviously like helps something else. Like exactly what you were saying. It compliments. It compliments. And even I think in a weird way, like I've been doing all this YouTube stuff since I was 16. So then I went to like, I'm getting my bachelor's in business and like school is obviously like hard, but business classes are really easy for me because if I didn't know the name to what it was I had already done it like I had already like known I had the same especially like marketing anything like that there's so many things that I'm like okay I already have like an understanding of that so like even in school it's like helped so which like school is supposed to help you but like no yeah work has helped me it's like made it so much easier but yeah I love that I feel like I didn't learn anything I mean yeah I majored in digital media and design and I think I was already like playing around with everything that they're like teaching you with it and I've already like kind of started to like I didn't sort of start I did start doing it as like freelance so like when I was doing those classes it was redundant like I've already taught myself doing that colleges for people like I honestly colleges for network and colleges for people like even I don't know I, I did go to a fairly small Christian school same in Southern California yeah. true true same <laughs> but, um which like was already like a off-brand choice yeah for me but like the people same same that's real (laughs) (laughs) Ethan's currently undergoing a rebrand a personal rebrand Um, figuring it out out. even that was like if I had not gone to college so many of my best best pals or even some of the people who put me on right like I met so many people who now are like so helpful yeah yeah what I'm trying to do either in this box A or this box B that like they're both really important to me and like there is this like of course, time management conversation to be had yeah. or sanity conversation. Actually, both. But yeah, I mean, like see, what you were saying, you could very easily manage talent 
because you've been yeah. the talent. Yeah. You've like, you know managed. what things make you really upset and you yeah. know what things make you feel really honored. So it's like, you can be both and be really good at both. To play devil's advocate, do you think if you can do both and like succeed in both, do you think that like disqualifies you from like doing more? Like, is like there a limit of how much you can do? Like how far does like the message of you can do whatever you want to do and succeed at it? Like what's the limit for that? Yeah, I think that's what I was saying before is like time management is obviously a really big piece of this. Like if, yeah. if I have a vision for one of these dreams that requires a lot of time, then obviously I'm going to have to compromise on something else. I do also think that this is like hot take, but like I think women experience this even more because we're already expected to not be one thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like to be both is like this mind-blowing thought process for us, but really it's like we've been both. We've been both and then since if, the jump. Yeah, that's true. And then if you're both, it automatically, it's like how many times, and we're very similar personality type, like me and Sky. it's like how many times when you are both or you are doing something, it's like you were taken as like weirdly intimidating or like unapproachable when we're both so outgoing and talk to everyone. <laughs> so true. And then people have so much to say and then they're like, oh, well, she's stuck up or she's that. And I'm like, no, like every time, the, tangent. You're like, okay. I'm like go. sitting down. Okay, if someone says that someone is like stuck up or whatever, standoffish, especially a girl, I don't necessarily think the girl is, but it makes me kind of question what I think about the person who's saying it to me because I'm like, is that your insecurity or are they actually like that? And yeah, people can be stuck up for sure. Right. But I think just upon like meeting people anyways, like if you meet someone and they're like stressed or whatever, it's like I always give people the benefit of the doubt because like I, as it's life should. as we all should. Like for me to actually be like, oh, she's like stuck up or oh, this or that. It takes a lot for me to get to that point. Yeah. And I think so often the people who are doing something are the ones who get that. It's like a weird intimidation thing, a weird like defense thing. Like it's almost like they're almost too focused to really Yeah, manage. exactly. Or they can't like their time and like can't honor every person in the world's requests. Yeah. I remember that like a lot. Yeah. And it's just like you can't celebrate people. You have to like instead of like celebrating and honoring someone, you make it as like a diss to yourself. And then it turns into this weird thing of like when people are doing both, people are just weird about it. And this is the thing, like I don't really have like RBF. I don't really like, I really don't have it. Like I talk to people all the time. I'm very friendly, but the amount of times, not the amount of times, but like there have been a few, especially in the past like year, people who were like, oh my gosh, I thought you were this and that before I met you. And like, it's why? always the people who were aware of my social media following before I met them every single time and then it's like they're looking for that because right. they just assume that that's what it's like like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and it's like okay well, i don't know i'm like i just never want to be that person like ever yeah literally ever and i don't care if they are you stuck know up. How it feels yeah it's like uh, exactly and i'm like and i don't care if they are stuck up i'm not gonna be the one to say it i don't care like i don't yeah. have you know yeah and there's weird quantifying values too to all of this like the boxes is such a, th a thing but like this year is like the year of the hyphen right like mm -hmm. you are artist athlete speaker motivator friend sister you know what i mean like hyphen business person etc cetera, etc cetera. and i feel like people like to do like you know kenzie she's a girl boss you're like no yeah. no, no not that kind of hyphen kenzie's a boss period yeah right like girl boss kind of makes me cringe a little bit yeah and like while i understand the need to create a safe space for people who need safe spaces and like the people groups who fully deserve normalized representation and all that jazz girl boss or like female athlete be done with that jargon yeah. please because like as far as the hyphens go like there's just no need to quantify things in that way you could literally just be like nah that person is a athlete friend sister mom boss genius yeah. Yeah, I love that, actually. It's real. It is real. Okay, also. One liberal rant. Had to sneak it in there. No, I, I love that. Check. <laughs> nice. Okay. Social anxiety and relational anxiety. Let's elaborate, people. Like, <laughs> How so? Elaborate. How so? I mean, this is on the list of things you wanted to talk about. Let's hear oh, it. Oh, God. I thought I was just giving, like, No, you are. I, I just, like, want to hear your take on this. Ride. I explain always want to hear Sky's anxiety. take. Yeah. Well, like, explain it. You don't like, have to explain it, like, in, like, a personal way. Just, like, explain. Like, what's, what is it? Yeah. Like, social anxiety is, like, being in public, regular day-to-day -day things make you anxious, right? Yeah. Is so relational like, anxiety just, like, over, like, 
okay, like obviously more so than overthinking, but like overthinking your relationships with people and like deteriorating those in your own head when like there's like not necessarily anything wrong. Yes. Okay. Wow. I'd say that's wow, that's good. pretty much nailing it. Yeah. Wow. Killed it. Yeah. Truly killed it. You're a psychologist now. <laughs> I think like when I, probably when I was talking about that it was probably songwriting because I get mad in my feels when I'm songwriting. But I think that's 100 percent it. And I think a little bit of, yeah, you're deteriorating things in your head. You're like reading into things in your head. And like, yeah, some of it is like social and relational is like kind of the same. But like, at least for me, it's like you almost like require more affirmation because you're constantly questioning your status with a person. Yeah. Yeah. And like that can find its way like you and your boss or like you and a subordinate or like you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend and or you and your roommate or something. And like at certain times you just need to have like almost like an affirmational conversation because you're just like reading into so much yeah. or like you feel like you carry Ethan actually does this for me quite a bit. And I think that this is like, um, this is so Ethan, like very empathetic person in general, almost to the point where like his crippling trait is yeah. that he's like takes on too much of what other yes. people feel. Right. Yeah. But empathy is the hardest human emotion to make a person feel. So like, it's a great trait to have. He is like killing it in that way. But let's say like, if I'm going through something gnarly, it like really affects him. Right. And so like, because of our relationship, I feel like he gets kind of relational anxiety sometimes mm -hmm. in those ways. Like, cause he'll be like, yeah, but what does this mean? And I'm like, it kind of has nothing to do with you. And he goes, yeah, but I feel like it does. Like that would be a perfect example of yeah. like relational anxiety. And like, I for sure have that with this select group of people that I choose to like carry, like that I have fully attached my wagon to. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a huge group of people, but like the people that I feel like I'm the most connected to, I like absolutely carry their woes and carry their wins and all that jazz. Like, and for me, I feel like sometimes it crosses a line where I'm like, am I anxious? <laughs> like, right. it, I need something from you. I'm not getting it. I should probably say something like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Does that? There is something. This isn't exactly relational anxiety, but this is something that I feel like you're going to be like, yes. So actually, this is from Lauren Everts of the Skinny Confidential, like the podcast, Dear Media, Michael, whatever, another podcast. Great people. Love, um, love them. Everyone who listens to this podcast definitely listens to that one. That's why I said that. But over the summer, she said two things in two different episodes, but they were like right after the other. And I had like, Full, like revelation moments and to the point where I remember I was driving in Playa and I remember where I was like when I heard this because I was like a light bulb just went off in my head the first one isn't a really relational but we get to that part so she was just talking about how she had a really chaotic childhood and that that's why when she got older she's so like structured and routine because she never had like it was so chaotic growing up she never had that and like routines and didn't have like things put together so I was like oh my god that's exactly why I am this way and then in the next episode, she was talking about how because she grew up in such chaos, there were so many things that she could then control. And then she started to control and she was really like watchful of that. But basically something about how because she'd only ever known chaos, it was really hard for her to like accept like a healthy relationship 100%. in her life. Exactly. I do this to my face. Actually. You and I was like. You dysfunction because you can control it. Yes. If you can control your dysfunction. No, exactly. Yeah. And like, that's when I was starting to date my like now boyfriend who's literally perfect and like the best ever. Shout out. But. Hey, Quentin. He's so great. But that's why. And I remember like in my, like this is the stuff I probably didn't even voice to him. Like I definitely didn't. But it was like things in my head because it was so hard for me to accept something that was so healthy and totally. so good because I was so used to chaos. It's like, right. it's crazy. And then even more so than that, I look back at like the last boys I've dated and I'm like, oh my gosh, like not, I don't want to say like it was me the whole time. Like I, I definitely, with all of them. no, it's like, I definitely <laughs> did not pick the greatest people in the world. I will say that. But also I think as far as commitment wise goes, I think it wasn't like fully committed on either end, but I think I played a way bigger role in that than I realized because I could. And I think the only reason I even kept them around was because I knew that I was never going to fully commit to them. And I mm. knew it was like this weird chaos thing, but it's just so odd because I'm so like in every other thing, like I have really healthy friendships, like routine wise, I'm really great. And like, this has not been, this is really just like one particular situation that I'm right. thinking about. And I think like, it's been a harder year with me, like re not relationally, but like family wise. So I think that that played a bigger role into it than I realized. But it's just crazy because I look at it like up until like being here and like being around a lot of healthy couples. I'm like, 
I'm just so used to chaos. Like I had never seen anything different. So it's 100%. like, it's not that I'm incapable. Like I'm fully capable of like a healthy relationship. It's just that like, it was this weird thing in my head that it was so deep rooted that I didn't even realize was there where I was like, no, like it was like, I wouldn't accept something that was like healthy and good, which is why I would only ever like give attention when I did, which was very, very rare to guys that like didn't even come close to like deserving me in the slightest, totally. you know? And I was like, oh my gosh. But like when I think like that's not necessarily like relational like anxiety. Well, I think it is. But I think it kind of is. I think it totally is. It's like this weird like mind game that you play and I'm like create social yeah. anxiety through your relationship, making it relational anxiety. Yeah, that's so true. And honestly, like the creating your own dysfunction because you want to control how something ends. Yeah. Is like so dumb and so real. Yes. Like I am fully that person. Yeah. Especially like in romantic scenarios, like of course, like I think creatives in general all three of us are that we feel so deeply mm -hmm. everything just feels so much more like so you're personal. just so yeah. much in your so feels like, all the time so it's like everything's so personal and then like once you hit the certain stage of being like really vulnerable with someone you're like Wah! like and you just yeah. freak out i know for a fact my crazy self has ran into arguments that i fully did not need to ignite yeah you know and yeah. like always in romantic situations though that's the thing like with your friends like yes do i require certain affirmations at times absolutely like yeah i'm for sure an affirmation love language gal but romantically i absolutely have ignited some dysfunction just to like make sure just like and also yeah. there's a self-worth conversation to be had there like if you're for so sure. used to chaos like do you create chaos because you think you're not worthy of yeah. a healthy relationship? And then when you have like one, are you just like, yeah. And when you have one, do you self-sabotage because you have that insecurity? And then how do you combat that? And then if you have a control issue ultimately because you're like, no, I got to protect this dysfunction. And then you're like, cool, I'm creating a problem and I yeah. can control it. And I'm in charge for once. You know what I mean? Like, I think that if it wasn't like if Quentin wasn't like as great of a person he is, I think that this would have gone on with me for like, years because i was like you're gonna break the cycle or something yeah because yeah, i was like i have to break this option is literally like okay go it's like we feel very deeply so even if i was like feeling a certain way i was like i know that this is not true i know that this is not actually totally. what yeah. it's not reality it's not what's happening so i would like be like i'm just gonna ignore that and like keep going i guess i don't know how to, else to describe it but yeah. it was such a thing where i'm like no i'm not i'm not gonna like let that happen this time like i it's so crazy now too Cause it's, it's like, I'll do things or say things, or even like when we're together, like there's just certain things that'll come up or I'll remember something or whatever. And I'm like, it's so crazy to see how much I've changed like right. relationally. Like, oh, I probably would have reacted this way. Yeah. I'm like five years ago. Exactly. I'm doing the opposite. Oh, I'm literally like a completely different person in relationships now. Crazy. It's wild, but it's like, I didn't even know that was like a thing. Yeah. It was 100%. wild. You really don't know until you hit like the romantic relationship stage. Yeah. And then you're like, why are there so many like. I remember using this analogy probably with you, like at the very beginning, like I felt like I was this pretty wrapped box, mm -hmm. right? And then I got into a relationship. It's like somebody took yes, this hammer yes. and just smashed the box. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, I've got this going for me and I'm cruising over here and my friends are great and yeah. everybody's awesome. And then I like fell in love or whatever. And or just whatever. whack, smash the box into pieces. And now I have to like rewrap this gift yeah. kind of. And I'm like, this is way more difficult than it was the first time. You know, what's so funny too that I just thought about the reason that I would, cause I'm so someone like I love being single, not being single. I just love, I don't, I'm like taking that back. I love I like- It's fun. I was just thinking for Quentin. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I just really- I think I like my like independence and I don't feel like I've lost yeah, that at all. Yeah, one is so much easier. Yeah, exactly. Like it's easier. That's what it yeah. is. And I think it also is more of a control thing. But I used to say I really don't like dating because I don't like that someone else can like it's not control, all on you. Well, I can like control my emotions. Not that they're controlling them, but like they can affect my emotions oh, totally. because then I'm not fully in control. Your boat. Yeah, literally, that's exactly it. And that's the same not thing. Real. There was something I read somewhere. It was like right relationships bring out right dysfunctions. And it's Ooh. like, yeah, it's not good. That. I know. I have no idea where it's Shout from, but author. no, but that was something that I'm like, you, things just come out that you have no idea. Totally. Yeah. And like things that you're like, I wouldn't even tell my friends about this argument because I fully know they'd be like, Sky, you're being psycho. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you're with the right person, yeah, like they would like. That's the thing. Who's willing to carry that dysfunction like all the way to the finish line for you? Yeah, like the right relationships piece, so real. Yeah, I actually kind of love that whoever wrote that, this mystic being that we're talking about right now. <laughs> I kind of love that whoever wrote that was like willing to acknowledge that like right relationships can bring out weird stuff because yeah. I feel like there's this like, especially in like um, a lot of faith communities, there's this assumption that you and your partner would just be so Compatible. happy, yeah, yeah. Like, all just, the time. Just, like truly bliss all the time just like we are crushing it we are best pals we never argue and it's really like i'm scared oh. if you never argue like truly yeah. i'm scared yeah like if, if same, literally never argue then like do you have even an ounce of passion an ounce or like are you just I, flowing i think yeah. too complacency yeah i think too it's like do you not feel comfortable enough with each other to be honest because if you're not having any right. arguments someone's lying like someone's not saying something or heat. like explaining how they're Kenzie feeling heat. right and like an argument doesn't have to be like a screaming match like it's, my parents would always say yeah it's like mom stop discussion. fighting with dad she's like we're not fighting we're discussing yeah actually though but it doesn't have to be like a fighting screaming yeah. match like and like high key sometimes it is yeah and if it will be that but it's just like i think when people think of arguments they just think like the worst thing ever all the time like, like they're not supposed to be together they like argue it's like, yeah. um, one thing i also oh i've always disliked is when people don't like it when people say when they get out of a relationship like i learned a lot about myself and now i know like what i deserve and i think it yeah very cliche whatever but like that's so i mean i haven't been in a relationship that's been like that intense but i've mm -hmm. seen it in a lot of different situations and i think that's so true and i think it kind of gets like brushed aside and not really like taken to heart because it's such a cliche thing to say but like i've literally seen people change for the better or sometimes for the worse because of relationships and it's like i don't know it's really interesting to i me. i think i like, uh, can't relate no i think i've learned probably the most about myself relationally like romantic relationships especially because yeah. that brings out a lot of stuff like oh, okay real. All right, what about saying no? I'm literally just listing off these things. Her eyes just got really big. That's a good one, though. Yeah. I Do not be in. a yes man. If it, or a woman. If you, yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes person. She's, yes. A yes person. No, please do. <laughs> please correct me. I'm dead. But okay, like, what, you talk about this. I mean, I, I've, like, grown up in church for my entire life in Washington, in Puyallup, Washington. <laughs> I did like a church school internship similar to what I did here in Los Angeles for three years. And then I moved here to Los Angeles and finished out my senior year. I've had like two instances just with like friends, family, leaders, like people I'm just in like this space with. More in Washington, I was very prone to be a yes man or woman, me personally, a man. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was like the right thing to do. And it, I did it for a good chunk of time. And I was like, okay, I can totally do this. Like people know that when I say, yes, I'm going to do it, it's going to be really good. And then after I like hit like a certain point, it kind of backfired. Yeah. And like saying yes all the time was like, every time I did it, after I reached that breaking point, it was like a little piece of me was taken away. And like, personally, I think it was filled with insecurity once like that was kind of like chipped away at me. And I, the more yeses I said, the more chips kind of like fell off me. And I had a come to Jesus moment with myself. And I'm like, I cannot go on like this. If I keep doing this, I'm not gonna be able to give anyone anything, let alone myself. Yeah. So dude, I don't believe in the yes man. I think if you have to like sacrifice more than you have made okay with yourself, to say yes, I don't think it's a healthy thing for you to do. And I think if you're like listening and thinking, well, like I'm actually really good at like balancing and doing all this. I'm like, I'm sure you are, but there's going to be a point mm -hmm. where you're going to be really tired. I mean, I started to like lose passion, my own passion. I started to lose relationships, which is so crazy to think that just a simple yes or no can like have so much devastation or growth in you. So I've learned definitely the hard way, but I'm like very confident when I say no and I don't allow myself to feel bad for saying no. Yeah. Because that was like the like opposing side of always being a yes man. It's like it's not it doesn't look good if you say no. And so do not ever feel bad for saying no. I think it's you should rejoice when you say no, because <laughs> you're like, OK, I value what I'm giving to people and how like I come off to people. So I'm going to like I'm going to sit this one out.
I completely agree with you. I don't think it's healthy, honestly, to be a yes man. And then also I just think about that in like an organization standpoint. And it's like, do you want 15 really unhealthy people just saying yes to you all the time? It's just going to disintegrate and end up so bad. Like maybe short term you're getting work done, but long term, like you're going to lose everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like I am definitely like guilty of saying yes, but like also I don't feel like I've ever fully just like fallen to the whole like yes man culture thing. And it's like, there are definitely times where I wish I would have said yes. Like I think there's a time and a place for yes and no. (laughs) Yeah, like I I think there's actually- You were practicing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was just practicing. I think there's a time and a place for both, but I think- your overall health matters so much more. And I think if you're unhealthy, the work isn't worth it because it's it's not even going to be good or from a good yeah, place. The, whoever you're doing stuff for that you're maybe saying no to, like it affects them directly. Like, yeah. do you want the best possible product or outcome? Like I need to like value myself, value my time, value my yeah. energy. And if I that. say no to something, it is not because I just don't want to do it. Right. It's be- which there's also really like I'm not gonna say that that's like, the worst thing to do, but also it's very situational. Like it's yeah, it's not a like black and white kind of like answer. Like this is what it is all the time. Or this exactly. Is. It's yeah. like your no does matter. You know. I think that for me personally, it's like really sensitive because like my biggest fear is letting people down. Yeah. So I'm terrible at updating on like my plans and the reason for that is i hate letting people down but what sucks is by not updating on plans like i'm inherently letting people down and it's like i have to retrain myself the thing i dislike about myself the most is probably my inability to inform on like if I know something is a no because I physically cannot do it, I know in my mind that I think that I'll do whatever to make this work for this person that I love. But then when I physically cannot, I just kind of like, I just kind of die inside. I'm just really sad. So yeah. for me, it's like a juggling act. And I think I'm getting better. I really do. I just think it's becoming with the time management conversation and like travels and things like that. I feel like it's becoming better. It's becoming easier for me to be like, I can't do it that night, but I'm still so guilty of being like, maybe. Yeah. And I feel like our generation's so maybe syndrome. Very maybe. Yes, that's very true. We are very maybe syndrome. Like I am. And it ultimately hurts both parties, right? And it's like, at what point do we all learn? And this is like fully directed at me, but like, at what point do we learn that maybe hurts both parties? And then we like act accordingly. We have this friend, Julia, who's so good at being like, yes, no, yes, no. I super admire that about her because she can be like, no. There's no middle ground. It's Yeah, it's, awesome. it's hard no or it's yes and like, here's how much. So like the value conversation is so clear with her communication. And I think for me, back to the self-worth conversation, I need to understand what my the value of my time is so that I can say yes when it matters and I can say no when it matters and both parties are winning and it's all good. You know what I mean? Like, instead of just constantly floating in this nebulous maybe land, which, like, we all do. Like, oh, yeah, you want to meet up after that thing? In your head, you know you're going to bed. Say no. Right. Yeah. You know? And we talked about this last time I was here, is the invest and spend conversation. Like, everything you're doing should be an investment to you or your community or your future or whatever. Nothing should feel like you're spending time. Like, you're going into some deficit financing of your abilities. Like, you're fully investing. Like, right now... I am friends with Ethan and I am friends with you and being here is really, really fun and great. And I'm cultivating nice conversation that's going to like mean something to someone. And that's meaningful. You know, those, you you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Like the birthday parties that you're like, I can't go to that. Like, I just can't go to that. Then maybe say you can't go to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or even just the coffee dates and stuff with people that you just know are going to drain you. It's like, no. Both of us know we're not doing that. Yeah. Stop saying that. That's such an Angelino thing, too. No, it really is. I'm like, please just don't ask me. Like, I actually get kind of... don't ask I actually get kind of annoyed when people ask me to hang out when I know that we're never going to hang out. I'm like, just don't even say it. That's true. Like, it's actually just annoying. I've done that to you. Like, I feel like I made that. No, because I would actually hang out with you. For the record, he has never done that. Yeah. He's hard on himself right now. No. I'm like, he, but Ethan, Ethan, you would hang out with her. This is, this <laughs> like, wait a second, podcast. you're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, go back to the relationship anxiety, I Ethan. Say, I always say like, 
Let's hang out. Okay, well, we need and to follow like, through on that. But you would. I would. Yeah. But I haven't, I clearly haven't made it a priority. Yeah, but not everything can be a priority. Yeah. And hanging out with, like, I'm like your therapist now. I'm like, guys, yeah. relax. <laughs> like, hanging out with Kenzie doesn't need to be like, my number one priority yeah. week is to get coffee right. with Kenzie. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's a misconception. That's why we leave everything so nebulous. It's because it's like, oh, what's going to be my priority? Nothing? Cool. Everything? Cool. Like, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm like, you just have to have a really honest assessment of like where your time is going and how much you value your time. And like to the be both note, like I know I have to put more time into making music. I have to, I really have to, or I'll never get where I want to be. Simultaneously, like the thing that feeds my soul is being with my friends. So yeah. like where, like where's my time go? And then like communicating, <laughs> communicating that I'm running late and I'm going to be late or like communicating like, I had a change of plans and this is terrible and I'm so sorry, but I know I said I could go, but I can't go. Right. Yeah. Like I suck at that. I just really suck at that. Speaking of music, do you want to share anything yeah. coming up? I I'm mean, really this podcast, will, that, yeah. we're recording this August 27th, just to give you some context. It'll be up in the next few weeks. So yeah. So three days from now, our third single, three of three will be out. It's called Imaginary. It's kind of like the end cap to what is a three-part journey of attraction. How we wrote the music was like step one in Across the Room was this tutorial of like how we imagine you're supposed to feel when you lock eyes with someone at a party and you're like, oh, they're awesome. And you kind of follow them around the party. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like step two is this more intimate and emotional journey of like how you so badly want to spend every waking second with someone and how you have this desire to be like physically close to them. And then Ironically, it's not about physicality, though, which is interesting. It's like an emotional intimacy. And then this third one is about that person at work you have a crush on, but they're both in a relationship and you can't date or like mm -hmm. this unattainable subject that you have this attraction for and you both are fully not available to each other, but you're just imagining like, you know, you're just imagining what it would be like to be with someone. Yeah, I guess all three represent three very different forms of being chemically drawn to someone. So that will be done. And then right after that, we're taking like a six month writing hiatus to finish the EP. So yeah, we were just on Dear White People season yeah, three, that episode was so two. Cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So yeah. I've heard you at Starbucks too. What? Yeah. But like, <laughs> recorded. I, okay, listen. No, because I was like, it's definitely playing at Starbucks. And then my phone was dead. That's why I never, yeah. I don't believe it. I no, I promise you. Like I, pr I don't know who, I, this is a, like, a bit ago though but this is the Still. thing i was like it has to be on like a starbucks playlist or something right because i went and checked after because i was like i don't want to say it and then not i promise you i heard it this is awesome because i was like cool. it was yeah. the one like by my house not that that's gonna make it i think the most it. exciting time is gonna be when you hear someone with their windows down listening listening to it, to it. Like, oh, Manon, Manon just took a video of that and she's like that's me oh I love yeah that. yeah and the I ep has it. some like a little bit the sound evolves also for any yeah. music fans out there like it's not all soul ballads like it'll be, it feels way more alternative R&B. We've got some fun It'll projects dance. coming out on other people's projects next year too. Yeah, it's just, it's all happening. We're, or we're trying to make it happen, but that's where I'm your biggest at. fan. I'm yours, Thanks. cute. Who's mine? Me. Both of us. Beans. Both of us. Oh yeah, honestly. Me and yeah. Beans co-parenting. Our joint venture is a man by the name of Beans. He's great. My dog. He's a dog. <laughs> yeah. He's great. He's a poodle. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Okay, where can they find you guys? Everywhere. Gives that address. Just kidding. I'm yeah. Crying. Yeah, they show up at your apartment. So uh. Everywhere. Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> I'll have everything Ethan linked does in all the of show our notes. Creative. So if you love any of the graphics, you love any of the videos. Yeah, it's incredible. You just hit him up. Hit him up. Ethan Haddix. All right, guys. So that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys did, let me know by leaving a nice review, a nice rating. Check out Sky's music. Um, comment on the I Love You So Much Instagram page. We're actually going to be doing a lot of fun things on there. Um, we're going to be doing some like Instagram story takeovers with some fun like Instagram food bloggers. And just like if you want to do one, if you have something creative to bring to the table, let us know in the secret Facebook group. But we're just doing a bunch of cool, fun stuff there. And yeah, we posted about this episode. Um, come chat with us on the Facebook group. Check out Ethan and Sky. Listen to Sky's music. Um, but again, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you next week.